Someone. Welcome to uh, Drunken Science. Hi. Hello. This week I'm going to be talking about the immune system. Excellent. I look forward to it. Seeing as the uh, idiots on the ark didn't have one, apparently, and caught the cold and nearly died. So I think first off uh, we'll look at uh, what happens when you die. <laughs> That's always a good thing to start with. On a bright note. Basically, your immune system. Immune system. system. (laughs) Your immune system. Is that like being amused? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that shuts down. Okay. And you're instantly invaded by thousands of parasites and bacteria and microbes. And then within a few weeks, all that is left is a skeleton. So basically, your immune system, I said it right, is, uh, is doing something to stop us. So, so basically it shuts down because, you, because you're dead? Yeah. And it, and it needs the heart pumping to keep going? Uh, well, I guess so, because okay. without that you're going to die. I'm just wondering if the immune yeah. system would keep going even if you're dead at some point. I presume it would still stay alive for a short period after you've actually died, so that as long as the cells themselves live on. But with no blood pumping around the body, it's not going to do its job or anything. So it's slackers, basically, what you're saying. Slackers. Yeah. So you only really notice your uh, immune system when it has a side effect, when you get cut, and then some bacteria and viruses enter through your skin. It usually heals itself up. But in rare cases, an infection forms, and it swells, and you get pus. And that's basically a side effect of your immune system working. Yeah, like like snot is a side effect of your immune system working as well, isn't it? Uh, well, it's part of your immune system. Yeah. So if you ask me, and yes, when, when you <laughs> so when you blow your nose, it's all because of your immune system, yes. and you get pus because of your immune system. Yes. It's, it's 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 not very good. This immune system. It's not very pleasant. No, you it's think it would be more proactive. Oh, it's very active. Well, proactive. It's very proactive as well. I mean, it's every day you inhale and eat thousands of germs and bacteria, which your immune system deals with without you noticing in this way. And occasionally you'll get a cold, which is a sign that your immune system's failed. Then getting over it is a sign that it's done its job. Sometimes your immune system doesn't quite work right, which leads to you getting allergies or diseases such as an intolerance to wheat, which I have. So your immune system doesn't work? No. Yeah. Well, it works, just not correctly. <laughs> because I have an intolerance to wheat. So, a bit like you, it works, but not correctly. You know, sometimes your immune system it just like, overreacts to shit. Oh shit, there's some wheat. So your immune system is a bit OCD then? Yeah. Right. A lot of people are. <laughs> this is a very common disease. So you're common? Yes. There's like maybe a hundred trillion complicated cells in your body with nucleus and energy producing equipment, whereas bacteria are just simple single cell things. They're about the hundred the size and they eat and they reproduce and divide every 20 minutes or so. Within a few hours they can replicate into millions. So your uh, immune system needs to stop. Viruses are different to uh, bacteria. That's basically... Fragment of DNA in a protective shell. 
they're not really alive like bacteria. They attach to a cell and then inject the DNA into it, where it uses the cell to replicate itself. And they both cause problems when they do this, such as the polio virus. It releases toxins when it reproduces that destroys nerve cells. Strep throat releases a toxin that inflames the throat. So So, so let's have a look at the ways the uh, immune system tries and prevents all this. First off, you've got your skin, which is your first line of defense. Uh, in the epidermis layer, you've got what are called langerins, which is like an early warning system. It secretes antibiotics antibacterial substances which kills most bacteria that land on your skin which is also why you don't wake with mold growing on you <laughs> well actually <laughs> do you have mold growing on you when you I wake always up always have mold growing <laughs> so that's why you have a shower to get mold off me yeah yeah not because of dirtiness no it's because of and mold and <laughs> It's, it's literally because of mould. because of mould and, uh, yeah, it's either or I scrape it up with a knife. As mentioned earlier, tears and mucus, they, cons- uh, they contain enzymes that break down the cell walls of bacteria. Uh, saliva's got antibacterial properties as well. But uh, once it's uh, made its way past all those uh, defences and got into your body, it's got to deal with your white blood cells, basically, which are the powerhouse of your system. But before we get into the white blood cells, uh, I'll just go through some of the different parts of your immune system. Okay. There's the uh, thymus, which is in your chest, which creates T-cells, which I'll get into later. It's uh, Your thymus is important in babies because it's basically it, it matures your T-cells. Once you're an adult, you can live without it. And there's your spleen, which basically just filters your blood of foreign objects. Uh, without it, you would get sick more often. Then there's your lymph, is, lymph system, which is a bit like your blood system, which extends throughout your body. It's not pumped, though, like blood is with the heart. It's sort of pushed through your body just by normal body movements and muscle contractions. The lymph is basically just the blood plasma, which is the clear liquid of the blood, and it delivers water and nutrients to various cells and removes waste. Uh, well, generally your lymph nodes will swell with bacteria and cells that are fighting bacteria, which is a sign of infection, which is when the doctors check for your swelling of your lymph node. Uh, there's your bone marrow, which produces your blood cells. It produces them from stem cells, which is basically cells that can branch off and become any other cells. In this case, they become specific types of blood cells. And then going into the... Uh, white blood cells themselves and, and everything. There's also got your complement system, which is just a handful of proteins, basically. And these, if you like, they complement the, antibi- uh, the antibodies, uh, which causes the bursting of cells and signaling that a cell needs to be removed. And you've got interferon, which is produced by all cells and it just allows cells to communicate with other cells, basically. Then you've got your hormones. Well, yeah. people have a lot of them. <laughs> yes. Yes, there's certain hormones associated with the uh, immune system. For example, there's someone called the timosin that encourages the production of lymphocytes, which I'll get into later as well. Uh, there's certain hormones that can suppress the immune system, such as steroids. That's for white blood cells themselves. Collectively, they're probably the most important part 
And there's three different groups of them. Uh, the first one, uh, granulocytes. <laughs> Good name, man. So called because they have granules in them that contain various chemicals. The most common of them is neutrophils. There's about trillions a day produced of these, and they're attracted to bacteria <coughs> and foreign material. Is your immune system working there now? Uh, yes. <laughs> and basically, they engulf the bacteria and then release enzymes and chemicals from its granules, and which kills the bacteria. That's it. At the site of serious infection, pus will form, which is basically just these dead neutrophils and other debris. Uh, another type of granulocyte focuses on parasites in the skin and lungs. Hmm. And there's another one that carries histamine, which is important for causing inflammation, which is a good thing for your immune system because it allows more of the cells to get to the infection site to fight the uh, bacteria or whatever the problem is. And there's uh, there's monocytes. So like monoids. This is the uh, other group there. They're the least numerous of the white blood cell group. They develop into macrophages, and they're the largest of the blood cells, hence the term macro. Now, most parts of your body have special devoted macrophages to do a specific job. They tend to ingest the foreign particles like dust and smoke in the lungs, for example. And one of their jobs is to clean up all the dead neutrophils on, or basically the pus, as mentioned before. So they go and clean it. They also release hormones into the bloodstream that raises body temperature, causing a fever. As it's known as, a fever can kill off certain bacteria that are sensitive to temperature changes. But as people can die from fevers, the general medical advice is to try and reduce the fever through medication, such as using aspirin. So, uh, your immune system causing a fever, bit of a bastard there, apparently. <laughs> Doctors know better. So basically, uh, an immune system can cause cause you to blow your nose, pus, and now fever. Yes. And the doctor mentioned in, in that uh, ARC episode to uh, keep someone warm if they have a fever. Yes. <laughs> so it's not a good idea. Well, from the immune system's point of view, it is. Fuck the immune system. But the uh, general medical community say, no, we don't want to do that. The the last group are the lymphocytes, which is probably the most important part, as they handle most of the bacteria and viral infections. And they come in two variations, B cells and T cells. They're often found in blood, but they tend to concentrate in lymph tissue. The B cells, they uh, they turn into plasma that then produce antibodies. And a specific B cell is tuned to a specific germ. And when it detects that germ that it's tuned to, it clones itself and produces millions of antibodies to kill it. Then you've got T cells, which come in three varieties, killer, helper and suppressor. The... Uh, the killer T cells, they detect the cells that contain viruses and then it bumps up against the cell to kill it. A bit like dodgems, I think. <laughs> uh, the helpers and suppressors generally sensitize the killer cells and help to control the immune response in general. And the helper cells are activated. Well, sorry, the helper cells, when activated, produce a bunch of chemicals that will activate the B cells so that they produce antibodies. So there's a hell of a lot of interaction between all the different cells there, macrophages, neutrophils, 
T cells and B cells are they all work together in a really complicated way. The uh, antibodies that are produced by the B cells, they uh, react to some various antigen bacteria and that. Each one obviously responding to a specific antigen. And they're generally, they're usually Y-shaped and they're the tips of the Y, so they tend to bind to the bacteria uh, to disable the toxins or to prevent the bacteria and viruses moving through cells. Basically just to try and stop them working while other cells come along and kill them. Or alternatively, they can uh, attach a large number of them to signal that further help is required. I can't so, do this by myself, it's too big. Yeah, so it's like in a supermarket when they, when they ring the bell to get someone else to help. Yes. Right. That's what they're doing. <laughs> and there's uh, basically five different types of immunoglobin. I call it this A, D, E, G, and M, which you will see referred to as uh, I, G, and then A or D. So it's like I, G, A or I, G, D. So it's named after me. Yes. I, G. Irish Gavay. Irish Gavay. You've got, you've got millions of different types in your system. Check. One, two. <laughs> so how do the cells know which cells to attack and which not? Which are your own body? Well, funny you should say that. Basically, all the cells in your body have something which is called the major histocompatibility complex, which basically marks your body as you, and anything without these markings are basically attacked. Which is a bit like the series of Doctor Who. How? (laughs) With the the, uh, thing... It's like a, like a human, the, the ship that was like a human thing that they were inside. Oh yeah, the uh, I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, yes, the the uh, yes that the, robot the, thing. That they, yeah, and yeah. then they had the little robots inside that would were after Amy and yeah. Rory until they had a security thing on them. Yeah, to say they were part of the thing and they wouldn't attack. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, well, yes, you're uh, you're. Major histocompatibility complex is encoded in several of your genes on a specific chromosome, and they come in various different combinations. And a bit like your fingerprint, it's very rare for two people to have the same set of uh, MHC to show on it or tissue type, which is where you have a, a lot of complications when with heart transplants and stuff like that, your body rejecting it because there's such variation across different people. <coughs> and then you've got your B cells, uh, those that have a low affinity to antigen. They are, they're programmed to die by a process that's called apoptosis. But cells with a high affinity continue to bind antigen and produce antibodies and thus continue to secrete, well, they continue secreting antibodies. And in this way, your immune system is constantly evolving through repeated mutation and selection of effective antibodies, basically. So it's constantly, basically, getting better. Mm-hmm. You can end up with uh, cells that are like 100-fold affinity levels of that of the original parent. So you've got evolution uh, happening in your body through the immune system. So vaccinations basically work. Well, that's basically how your immune system works. Uh, stuff like vaccinations, that is basically just, they use either a dead form of uh, a virus or a cold, Bacteria, it's either dead form or a reduced effective, so that your uh, 
your immune system sort of gets to recognise it and works its way so that next time it comes in contact with a full-blown thing it's already recognised it so it can get to work immediately creating the antigens before it takes hold. AIDS, now what that one does, it's that actually attacks your, uh, your T-cells and it takes over them so it basically kills your immune system which is why you can die from catching a cold if you've got AIDS hmm. or any other diseases. It's like you're dead when your immune system shuts down. But yeah, any slight sort of bacteria and things like that is bad news for you. And it's basically because you've got a very, very deficient immune system that bacteria just run right in you. Well, that's about it, really. That's uh, the basics of the immune system. Super twist. Super twist.